1: Thank you so much to Decided Excellence for sponsoring this episode of the Crunch Catholic Podcast. Decided Excellence is a print media company that specializes in community and parish magazines and they use local business sponsorships to bring the good news of Jesus Christ to uh, people in their homes, people in their communities. It's a really great model. If you don't know, Patrick actually works for Decided Excellence. So that's how we got set up with them. They really like what we're doing. They like what Patrick's doing. They threw us a couple bones. They're like, hey, why don't you guys uh, talk about us on the show um, and, and we, we're happy to support them because we have Patrick working for them, obviously, so we want everyone to know about them. Uh, you've heard about the Bulletin. It's old. It sucks. It's clip art. It's not very good. Decided Excellence creates high-quality magazines that have relevant articles about relevant things for people's lives. They pull from people like Bishop Barron, Scott Hahn. I think they even have, uh, what are some other ones, Relevant Radio, Primesoil.com, and more. They have really great sources for their content that they then provide in a beautiful package to people in parish communities or in uh, large cities where they're able to send them out to everybody and people read them and they actually get connected to their local parish This is the parish model that they've rolled out super successful because someone gets a magazine in the mail they say hey What is this? This is a beautiful magazine. It's got not only things about the Catholic faith that I'm interested in, but it's also got things about my local community that I'm interested in. And I'm a guy and I got a family and I got kids, and maybe I haven't been to Mass in a while, but maybe now I'm going to go because I get this Decided Excellence magazine at my doorstep. This happens every single day with Decided Excellence. It's a great mission, it's a great ministry, it's a great business, and it really, really will help your parish. It can help your community. If you're someone who has leverage, maybe you're on a parish council, maybe you work for a parish, maybe you're in a diocese, and this is something you could see applying to a whole diocesan organization. Go to DecidedExcellence.com to learn more about their parish model and learn about their community models. Join the team, set up a call, reach out to Patrick. I mean, we're he's happy to, to chat with you about all the things that they've got going on. Um, but there's tons and tons of advantages that I'm sure we'll get into over the coming weeks. Uh, we had an interview with Isaac, uh, last week, who is from Decided Excellence, where he chatted a little bit about their program as well. So uh, go and watch that episode from last week, uh, is the one about liturgy, and then uh, we're going to be sharing more and more about how great Decided Excellence is in the coming week. So go to DecidedExcellence.com. Thank you so much for sponsoring the Crunch Catholic podcast, Decided Excellence at DecidedExcellence.com. You can go to DecidedExcellence.com slash parish to find more information on the parish model We'll see you in the episode.
0: Ew, gotta get rid of this old Backstreet Boys t-shirt. Tell me why. Because it stinks, boys. Tell me why. I've washed it so many times but the odor won't come out. Tell me why. No, you tell me why I can't get rid of this odor. Have you tried downy Rinse and Refresh? It doesn't just cover up odors. It helps remove them wow, it worked, guys. Yeah.
2: Downey Rinse and Refresh removes more odor in one wash than the leading value detergent in three washes. Find it wherever you buy laundry products. Father Mike Smith still hasn't accepted my LinkedIn friend request. <laughs> Show yourself, you coward.
0: <laughs> Welcome
1: to It is your boy, Ethan,
2: and I'm Patrick, and you forgot to line up our audio when we started recording.
1: No, I didn't. You didn't? Why are you saying that?
2: I don't You didn't do the whole, are you recording? And I I didn't do the whole, yes, I'm recording.
1: Well, the past couple of times when I've said, are you recording? You just haven't answered me. So I figured you don't want to do it anymore.
2: So that's how you know when you ask me, are you recording? And I don't respond. You're like, yep, he's on. He's He's on.
1: I dig your silence is compliance, baby.
2: All right. Um, no, that's a King that Andrew is a, no no
1: no that's a debate term, not a not a life oh. term. <laughs> let's be clear. It's when you're when you're in policy debate, and you let's say you talk about their solvency, about how their plan won't actually solve the problem.
2: Is that what solvency means?
1: Yes, in the in no. the terms of policy debate in high school, gotcha. it does.
2: Man, I forget that you have this like whole background of debate.
1: Yeah, and uh, oh, yeah. and if they don't if they don't answer the uh, the claim or any claim that you make about any of the issues, you can say, silence is compliance. They didn't talk about it, which means they agree with
2: us. And since it rhymes, it's true. It's exactly. Like, red before white, party all night. White before red, wish you were dead. What does
1: that even, what does that mean? Is that That's about- the
2: order in which you drink wines. Really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, red before white, party all night
1: uh beer before liquor true. never sicker liquor before yeah, beer yeah. you're in the clear is the one yeah. that i'm familiar if with.
2: it's brown flush it down <laughs> <What>? <laughs> if it's yellow let it melt oh wow
1: <laughs> does anyone else have any fun rhymes that they want that's to?
2: a that's a that's a uh, comment a, below a, with your favorite a rhyme. rhyme for drinking whiskey versus drinking beer it's like if you if it's if it's whiskey and it's brown you just flush that right down the toilet yeah. you don't need none of that
1: no, I don't know if that's what it's about.
2: If it's brown, flush it down your throat because it's so good for you I think, whiskey. And then if it's, bree- if it's yellow like it's beer, just let it mellow on the counter. That's I think it's,
1: it's about poopy and pee-pee is what I think <laughs> it's about.
2: I'm so mad that I laughed at that on our podcast for young adults yes. that are supposed to be grown-ups.
1: Can I tell you about my day today? Yeah, sure.
2: You didn't do that before the show. That's right.
1: I know. Well, I wanted to save it for the freaking pod.
2: I kinda of dominated the conversation with talking about racism and politics LinkedIn and racism. Yeah. Not together. Just not together.
1: just so everybody in the audience knows, even when we're not recording a podcast, Patrick is, is dominating the conversation talking about racism, politics, and also <laughs> finances. Those are, it's no, I'm kidding. Patrick's a great friend. I,
2: I, I make sure I make sure that Ethan has not gotten a credit card every week. Pat, I'm like, Ethan, do you have a credit card? And he's like, Nope. No. And I'm like, Yeah.
1: It's like we can't even start before he talks to me about it. Um, <laughs> So this morning I get, I gets up, right? Well, last night I got to Tulsa. So I'm in Tulsa back. We're mm-hmm. back, baby, back in Oklahoma and got to Tulsa Sunshine. last night and my air conditioning was broken and it's broken every six months. And so we always have to get it <laughs> fixed. And the guys, the dudes came this morning at eight thirty. last night. It was so hot, but today I'm fresh and cool. So they came at eight thirty in the morning. They tried to find the leak. <laughs> they tried to find the Freon leak. I don't know how to spell Freon, but I know how to pronounce it, which is just Mm -hmm. as important, if not more important.
2: It's like neon with an FR.
1: Really? I thought there was an I. No. Well, good to know. No I in Freon. (laughs) I before E, except after (laughs) Freon. I don't know what that means. So at 8.30 a.m., they couldn't find the Freon leak, but they filled it back up with coolant, which means that it will work until it is wintertime, and then it'll be it'll be broken again when it comes time to turn <laughs> it back on after the winter.
2: We slapped a big old Band-Aid on that bad boy. And we've boy. been doing
1: that ever since I've lived here, so that's great. So we did that. I mowed the yard, which uh-huh. was super So you really fun. needed
2: that coolant. Had to, yes. Had, had to get Just the pour coolant. pour it right all over you.
1: I went and I cleaned out the fridge because we had some older jellies and jams that needed to be taken care of (laughs) i had four things of jelly in my fridge that i had to
2: get rid of why do we keep buying i don't know i had a (laughs) jelly. you got the story like do we have jelly
1: i was going i was going through the fridge and quickly realized i had a jelly emergency on my hands and i (laughs) (laughs) had to do something to take care of it so
2: i'm the same way with salsa really oh yes i'm big because
1: i i host people all the time Mm -hmm. and then i have i just get a a can of salsa for the mm-hmm. chips for the people and then i forget that i got that can of salsa and then the next time people come over i say we gotta get salsa it's terrible
2: because so every time i go to phoebe's house i'm just used to all of the mexican food i'm like i oh, just yeah. need to make more of my own and so i cook with salsa speaking
1: of mexican food i tried to make cilantro lime rice this evening and i put way too Tough. much lime in it and it tasted like i was eating a bubbly made of rice <laughs> <laughs> it was terrible that's good um to, we'll, we'll get back to my dinner this evening that's further along in the story that <laughs> please let's, let's a taste of what's to come some might say <laughs> so did that mowed the yard which was sick because i i got that taken care of another thing checked off that list mm-hmm. went inside uh i watched uh an episode of monster factory which is Justin and Griffin McElroy use uh, 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 video game character creation screens to make the most ridiculous characters. And then they, uh-huh. they play the games with the characters. So they like played Dark Souls 3 and they tried to make this really sad boy. But it's like a mod of Dark Souls 3 where all of the words on the menu screens have been run through like 70 language filters. So none of the things say what they're supposed to be. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. Um, so I watched that to cool down. And then... I had to, well, I went to the store and I got groceries. And then I had uh, an appliance repairman come because my washing mm-hmm. machine, I don't know if I talked about this on the podcast, but my washing machine was possessed. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. Maybe I just- Yeah, you did. Did I say it on the- con- Maybe
2: you didn't talk about it on the show, but you told me. I think it's because you put too much laundry detergent in, which as we know, is one of my four conspiracy theories.
1: <laughs> <I, laughs> so we must've talked about it because you did reference the conspiracy theory. But what happened, My if you don't remember my washing machine- when it would when the when the drum would spin uh-huh. the machine would rock back and forth so rapidly that it would walk as if it were a living being and kind of Oh my gosh, that's so scary. It was terrifying. It would it would shake I'm living in monster house. It would shake so bad and it yanked itself out of the wall. Like it would unplug itself because it moved so far away from the wall so violently. It was so loud and it was so scary. So I told So I called the repair guy today. I'm like, hey, this is my problem. And he said, you might need a priest. And I said, you know, I was thinking the same thing, brother. (laughs) (laughs) So the guy comes out, right? And maybe this was an imprudent decision to pay $100 for a diagnostic fee when I maybe Eh. could have Googled the problem. but. I had the guy come out and take a look at it because I thought it would be an easy fix, right? It's shaking. Maybe we can get it not to shake, you know? Maybe, maybe that's something you could do.
2: Put a rock on it. <laughs> put a really big... <laughs> could you just...
1: If you can't fix what's inside the machine, can you give me some bolts that I can use to just screw it into the ground, you know? Like, maybe that would be good. So, yeah,
2: bolts are a better idea than a big rock. I was thinking big rock.
1: If I attach the washing machine to the house and it still shakes, does that mean my house will shake every time I do laundry? <laughs> that
2: it moves and now you have a mobile home.
1: Um, right. <laughs> so the guy comes in, literally... I'm kind of upset that I paid hundred dollars for this guy to, do, but it all worked out in the end, right? I paid a hundred dollars for this guy to come in. He he opens the door to this front-loading washing machine made by Samsung, and he uh-huh. spit that I got at the clearance section at Lowe's. And he spins the drum, and he listens, and he goes, "You hear that? The bearings are broken. It'll be sixteen hundred dollars." And I was like,
2: "Whoa! <laughs> no. I wish I could spin stuff and make sixteen hundred dollars." <laughs> I was like, he's like,
1: you know, I just walk up to a mom
2: to spin her baby. That'll be $1,600. That's basically what doctors do, though, is the thing. It's <laughs> like, all right, man, push,
1: push. That'll be, be $1,600. dollars $1, we like $16,000. You better get, yeah, really. get ready for
2: that. Um, oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah don't <laughs> I'm update my health plan. All right, go on.
1: <laughs> Minor payroll changes. Um, <laughs> Shut uh, I'll cut that out.
2: That's patreon.com uh, slash the crush. We'll be launching our store soon. So Hooray. the guy, the
1: guy, I told my, like, Hey, I got this on clearance. They said the only problem with it was cosmetics. So he goes, you should go back to Lowe's. And I was like, I'm not going to pay you $1,600 to do the thing to the thing. Like, please, yeah. please don't do that. Um, so he goes you should go back to Lowe's and see what they'll do for you so I, I was so angry that the Lowe's people had lied to me about it being a cosmetic issue that I just drove to Lowe's and I didn't even I didn't call anybody I didn't get any of my receipts I didn't do anything I was just so upset that I drove to Lowe's thinking about what I was going to say to the manager the whole time like oh, you no, sold no, no. me
2: this is how you get filmed I know, this is how you get I COVID well, I, wasn't, I
1: wasn't going to yell at the guy but I was like yeah. I knew I was going to get him yeah, you
2: say that and then you do I was going
1: to get him <laughs> and so I go up and I talk to the woman and she can't help me so I was like do you have a, do you have somebody above you? And she calls Tim and Tim comes in. <laughs> Tim is unimpressed with my, uh, my assessment of the situation and gives me an 800 number to call. <laughs>
2: oh no. <laughs>
1: and so I'm like, and there's nearly nothing I can get out of this guy. Like I'm trying to say like, Hey, send somebody to fix this. Give me a new one. Take it away. Give me something of equal or lesser value. Like I just need a washing machine that works. And he wasn't, he wasn't biting on any of those.
2: Can I walk my close year? I know.
1: <laughs> Can I come here every <laughs> night to the Lowe's and use one of the many washing machines?
2: <laughs> I'll test it out, see if it works.
1: And Tim sends me home, so I call this <laughs> 800 number, and this is where it gets freaking wild. So, I call the number and it goes to a uh let's say a foreign call center. Yeah. Um and I'm like, "Oh, great." It's like nothing's going to get done. It's a foreign person. Like, what do they know about American appliances? It's made I'm pretty by, I'm pretty sure they know made by the Samsung. Same. They know the same thing that I could know. Yeah.
2: And so the woman <laughs> they, is they would walk in, they walk in, spin that bad boy, <laughs> they'll be like, that'll be sixteen hundred dollars, but they say it in a foreign accent that I'm not gonna do I know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so the woman is like, Did you take off the uh the bolts on the back of the washing machine? I said, The what? She said the who now? she said there are shipping bolts on the back of the washing machine that you need to remove so that it doesn't shake. And I said, Well, and I was still kind of defensive. I was like, well, the Samsung certified repairman came and spun the drum and told me $600, $1,600. And you're telling me over the phone that all I got to do is unscrew three bolts? And she <laughs> said, yeah. And so I unscrewed the three <laughs> bolts. I recalibrated the machine by holding down the delay and temperature button at the same time for five seconds. Uh huh. The know. washing machine played a nice song. And then I started it and it worked fine. It was great. <laughs> and so I called her back and I was like, thank you.
2: This was the Hold best. On. Are you telling me that a that a washing machine comes the way that it arrives? But if you don't have a wrench, it's going to violently shake and unplug itself. And that's how they give it to you. Yes, that's correct. <laughs>
1: She's like, they have those shipping bolts in there for, for, for when they ship it for safety, like so that they can strap it in and and you have to undo them. And it must've been because I got this on clearance, like that the information on the washing machine to undo the bolts was like gone. Like, so I had no idea. I just bought the thing and they told me that it worked. So I undid the bolts and I was like, well, first of all, that guy from the service company trying to make $1,600 off of me. I hate that guy now. Like they get out of here, I kind of want to call him and be like, "You are wrong. Look at this," and like send him a video of it working. Um, you should. I, I don't probably won't. He was having a tough. Don't day. be
2: mean. Be like, "Hey, like you should be careful next time," well, because he was in
1: the Marines, so I can't.
2: Oh, he was overseas. He knows how to listen. Listen here, you little you. Whoa! Little... <laughs> Whoa! Hey! I was in the U.S. You know that meme? Never mind. And then.
1: I made cilantro lime rice where I put too much. I put two tablespoons of lime juice in, which I probably only should have put one in. The lime started shaking and unplugged. <laughs> <laughs> and I made some uh, beef tips. Some not beef tips. What are they called? Steak cubes and some pinto beans. And I put some cheese on it. Kind of made myself my own little chipotle bowl. That's and nice. now I'm here there's a long-winded way to say I had a pretty good day I got a lot of stuff done thank you for listening <laughs> that to sounds like
2: a pretty eventful thank day you for
1: listening to my washing machine story although exciting to me probably not exciting to the
2: audience <laughs> <laughs> this is why all of our jobs are going overseas yeah because she was like yeah you gotta unscrew the bolts my guy yeah
1: <laughs> It's like, oh, I didn't, I didn't think to to begin disassembling my washing machine as a way to fix the shaking problem. You know, like that's not something that occurred to me. What if I took off the essential parts and components? Maybe then it'll work. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. L- wow. Life tip.
2: What so, a so
1: when I was telling Emma this, she's like, "Well, why'd you spend the one hundred dollars in?" It's like, no, 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 no. I spent $100 so this guy could get me hyped up enough to go to Lowe's to yell at the manager so he could give me the right, right phone number to call the woman at the right time so she could tell me the right thing to do. And it all worked out. If I yes, hadn't spent that $100 and if I hadn't talked to that guy who got me so mad so he'd go to Lowe's and call the woman and do the thing at the right time.
2: I would have spent $100 to buy a big rock.
1: Exactly. Who knows what I could have <laughs> done. I'm glad that it all, in the end, it all worked out. And then as soon as yes. as soon as my washing machine was like going and the water was going, I just started singing, praise God from whom all blessing. I'm like on was top of the this song, washing, the washing machine, machine just singing.
2: It was amazing. Oh, yes.
1: Yes. Thank you God. Oh man. It was so good. What
2: do you say what do you say we flip that front loading washing machine on its back and hop in that and make it a hot take time? Is machine? that
1: a thing we could do?
2: Okay. Imagine the I, how good
1: that would be on your feet. The jets? I
2: need I need to tell you a quick washing machine story Please, about Phoebe. Okay? Let this be so the washing machine. When I was podcast. Working, when I was living in Steubenville. When I was living in Steubenville, my landlord didn't install the washing machine for the entire time I lived there. It was a lot. And the washing machines for most of the time were sitting in my living room. Okay. For the first two months I lived there the washing machines were sitting in my what? living room. And they were finally brought down in like month three. And then they weren't installed. And like up and running ever. I never used the washing, the washer dryer. They were supposed to be installed in my bathroom, which would have been awesome, but they were too big. You couldn't actually get them into the bathroom to fit into the slot with the washer dryer. Anyway, so long story, but so we had these two, we had this washer dryer just sitting in my living room. And so Phoebe came over and we were hanging out and (laughs) we were playing, we were playing, um, Uno Truth or Dare or something. That sounds salacious. It's this version of Uno where if you instead of drawing cards you can do a dare, and it's like a goofy dare. Um, a, and one of them was blank, dare. and so I said, "I dare you to get into the dryer." That's such a bad idea. And so we, she got into the dryer, and I have this picture of Phoebe going like smiling, and she's in the dryer, and then she tries to get out, and the dryer starts spinning, <laughs> and she flips upside down, and she's and I'm trying my best because she's like freaking out, and I'm like, "This is so funny." <laughs> Like, I'm trying my best not to laugh because right. I'm like I know you're probably terrified yeah. because the world is spinning. <laughs> well, it's always spinning, but it, you're spinning differently than usual. That's and spinning uh, on two axes. <laughs> yeah, it's like oh man, I'm like re-entering or something. So anyway, yeah, So I dared her to get into a washer dryer, and uh, she did it. So that was fun. That's amazing. Yeah. Imagine how I didn't, it wasn't plugged in or closed. You know.
1: Okay. Yeah. Imagine how how people feel who have to who the only the only way that they have some people have you know hot take time machine
2: hot take time machine <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the hot take time machine the hot take time machine is the part of the show where we take a look back at the prime of social media posting if you have a hot take that's 5 years or older just uh, send a little sugar our way. Okay. Send it to infothecrunchcast.com. Ethan, do you have some sugar for us? I
1: don't know if that's the word I would use, but I have. It is. I'll share on the podcast. We're going for it. Okay. This <laughs> is from July 15th, 2016, which is less than five years ago, but it's my podcast. So I can do what I want. This <laughs> says, <clears throat> Oh, you think the saints get worshiped? Let me introduce you to this group of people called, quote, celebrities.
2: Uh, i was thinking you were gonna say american football 39
1: retweets 126 likes
2: oh boy, that one
1: popped off didn't it
2: yeah it did you know what honestly 2016 twitter that that would have been funny
1: 2016 twitter uh, another one that i have as a backup here this one was july 20th 2016 being trill is just a placeholder until i can figure out how to be holy Shut up. Why did I say that? Why was that something I said? Why is that something I thought I needed to share with with hundreds of people?
2: Hundreds? Wait, don't you Don't you hate
1: there? back in 2016 where being Trill was a burden? Yeah.
2: I'm <laughs> just so Trill. It was so hard
1: to be so Trill all the time.
2: I don't know. What, I don't remember what Trill Trill means. just meant
1: that what you listened is? to Lil Yachty when, when he was dropping tracks.
2: Oh.
1: Lil Yachty is the last rapper that I kind of knew about.
2: You mean you mean the guy who confused a cello for a woodwind instrument? That yes, <laughs> that Lil Yachty, yeah, sweet. <laughs>
1: we love Lil Yachty. You're never gonna live that down. No, he won't.
2: No, the problem the problem is that that was in a song that he like produced, right? Like that wasn't just like a freestyle no, that he did. No,
1: it was like a real like it was released.
2: Yeah, everybody that heard passed it. through like eight people. Anyway, um. so i i have one that comes from our boy scott oh yes when he user submitted hot
1: take time machines
2: when he sent when he sent this in i responded i was like this is what we want so everyone, take this as the model because this is not just a hot take it's a it's a hot take comment this is a this
1: is hotter than uh how hot it would be if you got trapped in a dryer baby
2: so I <laughs> I read the, the first the post and I was like this is kind of innocuous so on August 25th 2010 this is almost 10 years ago first of all Facebook Wow 10 years holy crap Wow um, he said in August 25th 2010 I'm debating whether to go for class president or historian. Give me your opinions, please. Which should I go for? It would be appreciated. First of all, Scott, president, hands down. Go for the gold or not at all. What does a historian do? Nothing. Have you ever heard of an elected historian? No, you haven't. Mm-mm. This is coming from my senior class representative. Who knows what that was? All right. Um, so he says, I'm debating whether to go to class president or historian. And what got me about this post was not the post itself, but the comment section. Because his friend Kadir, Kadir. says not president because i'm running and it won't be friendly and i don't know if they have this friendship or had this friendship where they could joke like this but the rest of the comment section does not seem like they have that kind of friendship so scott says dude if i want to go for it i will why would it have to be unfriendly if it came to that though it would get ugly (laughs) um so Scott Scott fires back immediately, and then his friend Rachel comes in, and she's just like Rachel Ray's in the comments. Be, Rachel Ray's in the comments, and she's like, "Run for historian, so you can vote for me as president." You know, just Whoa. trying to be trying to be cutesy, uh-huh. right? Um, and then Scott goes like, "Oh man, now I have to pick between you and Diana." It seems like they've got a little bit of a friendship. Who's going Diana? On. But then Kadir comes back in, she's like, "Um, and Kadir." <laughs> Kadir's like, what about me? All right, what about me? And Scott says, dude, I already ruled you out. Sorry, you don't like to work, so I don't think you should be president in case you're needed to do stuff. That's
1: the calumny.
2: And then Kadir goes, um, really? With three exclamation points. Sorry, question marks. And goes, okay, whatever. And that's the end of that friendship and conversation. Wow. So I enjoyed this little bit of uh, high school drama in the comment section back to the class of 2010. Let's go.
1: <laughs> Dang. that's I mean, all of this seems like the plot to like a melodramatic high school rom-com called Kadir John.
2: Kadir John. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Thank you.
1: That's good. Hey, I appreciate that. I worked really, really hard on it.
2: Alright, I have nothing. That's the that's the hot you take. You don't that have anything? Have. I'm not throwing These anything past two else weeks
1: down. you've you've avoided looking up your own hot take.
2: No, I I had one last week. Did you? I think so. I don't think
1: so. When you so. when you I think uh it's only fair the week of your wedding you have to do a hot take about uh your your past sort mm-hmm. of like when you first mm-hmm. started dating Phoebe. Oh, okay. Got Why that that are you well, looking at me like that? Ago.
2: I thought you were about to say past relationships. No, that would like, be weird. No. <laughs> Yeah, but those are the only things that have like I wasn't dating Phoebe 5 years. Did ago. you
1: ever tweet about Phoebe? Uh, no. Is that a no? I didn't hear you cut out. Yeah, no. No, you no didn't? I didn't I didn't
2: I've never Because when I was
1: Phoebe. back at back in my day, when I liked a girl, I tweeted about her. <laughs> <laughs> so, back at, when
2: back when men were men So, it's hard to tell I if tweeted. you really like
1: Phoebe or not if you don't have any tweets about her, you know what I mean?
2: Yeah, but Ethan, like you, liked if you. It feels like you every time you tweeted, it was because you liked a girl, and that's twenty three thousand. Every time, every time I
1: (laughs) breathed, it was because I knew that breath would take me closer to meeting a woman. To meeting a woman, that's the only reason that I, I subsisted.
2: All I'm saying is the less Twitter we did, the more quality our relationships became. That's absolutely true. I don't think correlation true. equals causation, but that is what yeah. happened.
1: <laughs> quality of life, quality of relationships, I took, uh, quality of tweets. I didn't
2: realize how useless Twitter was until I took Phoebe to a Twitter meetup, and the only thing you, anyone talked about was, was what was happening on you Twitter You took
1: Phoebe day. to a Twitter meetup?
2: Yeah, at the Helmix house. It's not really. Oh. Like, it was fun. You know, it was like yeah. they were, they were, they were were like, opening their home it was nice if anyone's listening they're not kyle might be but anyway first of all again kyle helmick is one of the sweetest guys on the planet he could tell that phoebe was very obviously left out of the conversation and for good reason because like who would want to be a- they were talking about whatever garbage was happening on twitter that day like who wants to be part of that were they he really was like
1: what yeah i would want to meet people on twitter and get to know like about who they are about them yeah yeah and like yeah. what do you i don't even know what a lot of people on twitter like did for a living yeah i know you <laughs> know were they, are they yeah, all just a big are it. they all just students are they socialites in 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 washington dc do they have jobs are they trust fund kids <laughs> what's the deal it looked like all they did was tweet i will like i want how do you get your money how do you pay rent
2: the party was split down the middle from what i recall it was larry goose train myself kyle and phoebe ta- talking hanging out and playing with rory and carrie was running around serving like bringing people food yeah. you know um I don't think she was pregnant at the time with Joseph, but anyway, um, should we put their kids' names in the podcast? I don't. It's probably I fine.
1: mean, they're probably public. They post pictures of them, so it's not like that's true. Yeah.
2: Um, yeah, and then the the rest of the other half of the party was people opining about the latest controversy. Oh, I think it was something to do with Francis. I can't imagine so. how miserable that would make me. Yeah,
1: yeah. Gosh. Ugh, it sucks god but I'm, anyway i'm getting goosebumps <laughs> just thinking about it and not the good kind of goosebumps that you get when you see a cool trailer for a new movie directed by michael bay
2: uh-huh <laughs> or the kind of goosebumps you get from our boy r.l
1: stein R. L. <laughs> Ooh. can we get r.l stein on the podcast please
2: <laughs> can we get it can we get R. L. A a R. L. Stein, it? r.l stein
1: r.l stein i've always had one question for you what makes you so spooky <laughs>
2: hey hey there hey there <laughs> How'd you get so spooky? <laughs> hey
1: man, you walking hey. through you walking through this neighborhood, you gotta explain yourself. <laughs>
2: hey girl, who you looking spooky for? <laughs> uh
1: oh, pretty good. Man. Pretty good. Good podcast. One
2: of my one of my all-time favorite Teresa bits is uh, there's a video of her uh, cat calling a sunset. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> She's yelling at the sun like, oh son, oh son, you look good. Who are you looking good for? The sun?
1: I got to I gotta come clean on this podcast. Teresa texted me probably two months ago about what I was going to say in your best man speech, and I have not responded.
2: Yeah, I'm assuming that's because you're just going to wing it. You're just going to go two shots and then... Nah, I'm, just kidding. Mm, I'm not
1: going to drink shots. before I give your best man speech, but I don't have... I have broad strokes, but I'm not going to write anything down. Like, what is this? A, a Seinfeld episode where George is stressed out about giving a best man speech for Jerry?
2: maybe if you maybe if you had written a joke down before you did that what is this you would have had a better joke <sighs> ooh ooh not
1: that there's anything wrong <laughs> with that are you taking are you taking notes
2: um, again no i'm not <laughs> did you, did you just write down <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh no one's going to know about that No, no. One One person person is is going to know, know. and
2: that's the only person that matters right now.
1: Rewriting down in your journal, find new best man. (laughs) Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of The Crunch. Sorry to interrupt what I'm sure is a stimulating intellectual conversation, but I wanted to pause the episode real quick to let you hear from some of our sponsors. We will be back right after this. Gear Patrol calls their new dive watch. The best sub $500 dive watch. Full stop. Men's Health rated them as the most stylish solar watch in the game. Who are we talking about? It's Movement. They're leveling up your gift giving with the sleekest watches you can buy and the biggest deals of the season. Shop 30 to 50% off Movement's innovative California clean watches, jewelry, and accessories with fast free shipping and returns now at MVMT.com. That's MVMT.com.
0: Shop Woodhouse Hyundai during the Hyundai Getaway sales event happening now. Lease the 2023 Hyundai Ionic 6 for $399 per month for 24 months and 10,000 miles per year. You can rest easy with Hyundai Shopper Assurance. America's best 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty at WoodhouseHyundai.com today. With approved credit, tax, title, and license extra, $3,999 down plus first payment and $299 doc fee due at signing. Offer expires November 30th, 2023. See dealer for details.
1: Please, Patrick, tell me what the topic okay. is today because I'm getting I'm getting uh, stress sweats.
2: I'm getting antsy. Okay, so I don't know if you heard. Oh, oh, no! This is something that's important. So this will kind of lead us into the topic. Please, but, please, I need a um, I need an Bonaventure's easy descent. Book club, okay. Bonaventure's book club has been canceled.
1: Oh, ah, put in Ethan Jamie edit in the ah music right there.
2: Ah. Uh, we had to we had to cancel the Kickstarter because we were getting close to to like a, the point of no return, and we didn't even we hadn't even hit like fifty percent of our goal yet. I think we hit ten thousand now, which is a lot. On the bright side, ten thousand dollars is a lot of money. Yeah. Like we raised ten thousand dollars. People wanted, you know, people wanted the the the, the book club that much, right? Um, but I think we had a couple of problems. We weren't uh, we weren't consistent on our value proposition. We weren't clear with what we were trying to do. Um, in general, another thing is in general the world is kind of crazy right now. People aren't focused on funding hip Catholic projects. You know, two years ago, we're too busy.
1: Bonaventure's book club would have popped off.
2: Would have popped off. And um, who well who knows? But. Another thing is um Matt and I were talking about this he's like we're kind of fighting an uphill battle because before you convince someone to read theology more you have to convince them to read uh-huh. and it's hard to convince people to read now i I was like i was like well if we if we if we push to a large audience right then people then more people will see it that means more people will show up but we pushed it to matt's audience which knows him from board games mm-hmm. right so like that's not exactly people that are looking for the next good page turner right um and we just pushed it on catholic meme pages again not people who are looking for not necessarily people who are looking for this intellectually page-turner. rigorous folk. and yeah and i think that i think that our listeners i think that people listening to podcasts actually in general um i think a lot of people are out there that would enjoy Bonaventure's book club. And that's because they are readers. They, they do want to read more. Right. Um, and I want to talk about something that I, some things that I've been reading recently about books and how important it is to read books because there's this, like there's, and I don't want to go into the cliche of phone, bad book, good, but I do want to talk about why books are good. Why phone, and bad, why we why should read book more. good why phone bad why nobody people always ask wait what is it Mm. what's that like nobody ever asks how is huh never mind it's like everyone asks who's afraid of the never who's
1: afraid of the dark but nobody asks why is afraid of the dark
2: (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. everybody asks who let the dogs out but nobody ever asks why
1: that's pretty funny
2: (laughs) philosophy major okay so I want to talk about books. We we we're both we're both big readers. Try to be. And I think there is. Oh, this is the other part. Um, the ability to read long books, and by that I mean books that are just longer than a hundred pages. Yeah. Is going to become a valuable skill in the future.
1: Why is that, Patrick? It's. I thought the valuable skill was coding, and everybody had to learn how to code.
2: I I think that is a valuable skill, but the thing is, if you look at if you look at the wealth of of, of um the wealth of intelligence that exists in our in our history, right in our global history, mm-hmm. the Enlightenment and like uh, the exchange of ideas exploded at the at the advent of the printing press. Not to mention the advent of writing and mass producing books. Yeah. And so for the last 500 for the last like 500 years of printing and the last like 1500 years of, of mass communication all of our, our history and all of our intelligence is passed through written communication whether digital or not and so you just you just can't tweet everything right you can't email everything you can't you can't get all of your political opinions from a meme even though these things are even though these things are valuable communication tools somewhat I think that we need to understand as young people that in the future young people. the amount of people who can young people <laughs> the amount of people who can read, sit down and read a long book or listen to a long podcast even is going to diminish. And so if you work on your reading skills now, you'll become a better uh, worker and you'll become more valuable to the marketplace in the future.
1: So we're all about adding value to the market, eh? Yes, this is a and in general. You just took you'll this from being a book life. podcast to being a capitalist podcast in like three point two seconds.
2: Capitalist podcast, that was incredible. How did you do that? Yeah, right.
1: <laughs> Bernie Madoff. I think
2: that's the. <laughs> I think, think there's impressed. a utilitarian argument for reading, and I think there's also a Catholic argument for reading. I think Father Harrison just yelled at, his, at, at us in his car, be like, "No leisure, leisure. Yeah, leisure is the basis of culture. Anyway, it's go on. well.
1: I think yeah, the ability. I like especially what you said about the ability to read long things is a skill because I just, it's, it's not that, I mean, I struggle as it is reading things that are not what I prefer. So like there's a, there's a book that Michael O'Brien wrote called Island of the world, which is very good, but there are parts of it um and, like, the main character is a poet. That's kind of, like, part of his, mm-hmm. his charm. And a lot of Michael O'Brien's focus is, like, art and culture is how humanity, like, thrives and lives, which is, I mean, true. But it's he's, he always puts that up against kind of the modern, secular lack of knowledge of history, lack of knowledge of the arts, lack of knowledge of culture. Um, and, like, presents that as sort of the anti-Christian worldview. And, like, the pro-Christian worldview is one is a very rich and very full of all of these different things, whether it's painting, whether it's language, whether it's, um, literature or any of these kinds mm-hmm. of things, I think is a very good worldview. Um, it, it, can be very simple at times, <laughs> like you very much know which, which are his <laughs> favorite characters in the book and which are the ones he thinks are the most Christian. But that's also the beauty of his writing is that the, go- I mean, the gospel is simple. So why shouldn't you anyway? So he has this character, uh, who, who writes a lot of poetry, and they put the poetry in the book. And, and I got to be honest, I just skip over the poetry in the book.
2: Yeah, I skipped a lot of poetry when I read Don Quixote, too, because it's translated poetry on top of that. Yeah, so it's like, which is
1: hard. And so it makes me think, like, along this vein, I've been having these thoughts of, like, should I be more able to read poetry, like... Shit, is that a skill that I need to develop? Cause I don't really want to know how to read poetry, but also apparently it's this like beautiful language of the soul or something like that. And I need to like, it's
2: good. It's good.
1: Yeah. And so, yeah, for like some people, it might be long books for me. It's things like poetry or, or, or that kind of stuff that I just like can't seem to get into. Yeah. And I think, yeah, not that there's necessarily a utilitarian value of poetry, which is why I think it's probably more closer to leisure than it is to, than other things are. Um, mm-hmm but maybe maybe i just am I'm missing the mark but i think you're you're exactly right is that there's a lot of people who can't including myself unless i'm working on it every single day and like making it a habit i'm just going to default back to the low effort low energy thing it reminds me of the podcast that catholic stuff you should know put out this week called addiction to mediocrity i think everybody should go and listen to it it's mm. very good um he talks about how we have this addiction to mediocrity. Like, he talks the thing that I think is most important. He talks about what the etymology of mediocrity is. Um, so, like, medios is like the middle, and ochrity comes from, I don't know if it's ochrity, but the other <laughs> part of the word comes from like the peak of a mountain. So, it literally means like scaling halfway up a mountain and then stopping. And like, we're addicted Ooh. to this like halfway of like oh yeah. i'm informed about news and all these things through social media but i have no desire to like form myself outside of what other people are telling me by reading things directly and
2: yeah and you're also not well informed by social media oh yeah
1: that's like i mean that's people yeah. think that they're they people think. think that they're great but it's like they they summited halfway up the mountain and they're like i'm good here You know, I put in the effort to learn this much, but I I can't learn anything more than that. And it's just like, why?
2: If you ever want to see how inadequate social media is, just go to politifact.com and go to the pants on fire section and see how many Facebook posts are in the trending section of that website. It is hilarious. Someone posted a meme about how Nancy Pelosi, uh, a hammered Nancy Pelosi, burst into the Senate room and or burst into the House of Congress, House of Representatives, whatever, and started yelling at all the Republicans and was dragged out by Secret Service. And obviously not true. And there was like 100 shares and people were commenting, oh, the state of this country. (laughs) And it's like, that's the thing. It's like, that's an extreme example. But that kind of stuff happens on Twitter a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. It's just not as boomery as that is. You know, it's like when it's I just it's, not it's not like
1: as when like, I posted yeah. like that I stumbled into a church lobby with a breast pump attached to my forehead, asking for confession, and somebody sent me a message saying, "Hey, you need to repent and submit to the gospel. You can't be doing that stuff anymore." <laughs> Nobody actually said that, but people might believe me. People probably did believe people me. Who might believe you? Yeah.
2: Who knows? Yeah. So that that's the thing mm-hmm. is like we when you it, it's not it's also I think it's also a zero sum game. That's that's the the other thing is that I think at some point we have to realize that there is you're like well i can i can read and also go on twitter sometimes but it's like you're our silly little human brains when we're tired at the end of the night we're going to scroll twitter forever because we have such low willpower and our brain's like i want novel stimulus now and i don't want to focus on long hard not uh nonfiction books right now but i think our our constant obsession with not even just twitter because twitter is not everybody's bag but like social media in general it is so many frequent changes of of a, of, a, of changes of, of focus right like that's why i get so pissed at airports i think that's why you get so tired when you when you drive on the highway not just because you're you're trying to merge and, and navigate traffic but also there's huge billboards yelling at you and every time you see an advertisement for for joseph a bank you have to think do i need a shirt no i don't need a shirt and you have to make those little split second decisions every time you see an advertisement on the gas pump on the, um, on the escalator on the, literally on the floor of the escalator at the, uh, after you swipe your credit card at, at an ATM machine, right? Like, do you want us you want a HELOC loan? Um, no, I don't. Uh, thanks. But like, that's the thing is like, we're, we're, um, our, our economy right now is built on monetizing your attention. And so one of the most radical things you can do to, um, place yourself in opposition to that and and make yourself stand out. And like that's utilitarian argument, but also just live a better life is to learn how to, um, how to read for long periods of time. And I kind of surprised myself recently. This is why I'm bringing this up because I did read a Cal Newport article about this. And, um, (laughs) And uh, I'm surprised you didn't react to that. Sorry, but I
1: was looking I, up a quote it. that I'm gonna read on the podcast. So oh, I was, cool. I was doing.
2: Um, he was talking. It. He was talking about. The, he was talking about how uh, um, books, reading books, is like doing doing like your daily push ups or your daily pull ups. It's it's just it's just what makes you baseline fit, physically, mentally fit. And then there's other things you can do to like really focus your your ability to um, focus on a hard topic. Because focusing on a hard topic, he says, is not like flossing that you're like, like, oh, it's something I know I should be doing, but I don't do as often. It's like playing the guitar. It's like, if you don't do it, you're not going to be able to, you know, we, we always say we should be reading more, you know, like, oh, I should be reading more. You know, I should be flossing more. It's like, yeah, yeah you should be reading more, but if you don't, you're going to lose that ability. And, um, yeah. And I, I surprised myself recently. I think it's because of what I've been focusing on when it comes to like living, like working more deeply Um, paying more attention to when I'm focused and when I'm not focused, like not trying to work in a hyper unfocused environment. Um, that huge book I was telling you about, right? I surprised myself with how fast I started reading this earlier this week, and I'm almost done. And I don't think I'd be able to read 60 pages of a book in a night two years ago, Mm -hmm. even in undergrad, when I was supposed to be reading every Mm -hmm. night. And it's because I didn't intentionally focus on reading. You know, I had music playing, or I was like. Half paying attention to Netflix while I was reading, you know, it's crazy.
1: So I, it's sometimes it's, it would be nice if we could like assess numbers to it. And reading is good because you can look at the pages. But like, this is a dumb example, but I've been I've been really into uh, playing chess online lately because I've been yeah. playing a lot with uh, some good friends of the podcast uh, through the Game Pigeon app and the iMessage uh, application. Uh-huh. You might know about it. And uh, <laughs> so I've been training up because one of my, because Patrick Tolls is, is, is reading chess for dummies and he's learning about chess. He's, he's he wants uh-huh. to beat me. And so I'm like, oh, shoot, I got to make sure I stay sharp. Cause chess is just you like, beef up, no I... joke. Chess is like, uh, with, like with anything, like if you know high level calculus or whatever, but you don't use it for a long time, you forget all of the things, you know, or with yeah. the guitar. It's a skill. And so I've been like playing chess, which is a time waster, but it's also, fun for me and so it's good
2: it's one of those borderlines where it's like yeah this is a time waster but it's also a good time right i'd rather be
1: playing chess than scrolling through twitter and so oh absolutely i literally like i noticed a difference in my play which is so weird like when i would have music on i played worse and i lost more games that when when i was silent and like i just didn't turn on any music i i would win a couple in a row and i'd be like what the heck like it's it's and it's not even a conscious thing. It's not even like I can feel myself being more good at chess when I yeah. when I don't have the music on. It's just like something uh, subconscious that happens. And so the the same has to ring true for other things. It doesn't have so, to ring true for the other things. It just it can ring true for the other things. And I think it's we're so used to being so inundated with everything all the time the reason the quote i was looking up is is also from michael o'brien which is why i feel comfortable sharing it but it also has happened it also happened in the catholic stuff you should know uh uh, uh what do you call it podcast podcast yeah. they have a, the pod they have a podcast yeah. we have a freaking pod um it's this amazing quote it says and I, I i feel bad stealing from other people's podcasts but also i don't care that's what we do it's, it's our job it says here Catholics in general need to unplug from the nearly universal dominance of commercial entertainment culture, by which I mean electronic culture. If we were to do so, we would no longer fear silence and we would experience a new richness of life as we move away from the psychological cosmos of frantic consumerism. We would also grow in gratitude, reverence, and attentiveness to the holy, which is all around us. But first we have to recognize that we've been drugged. Yes, we believers, no less than unbelievers. If we hope for a true new Renaissance, We will have to, first of all, deal with our addiction to mediocrity and at the same time keep our eyes open for those creative buds of new life that rise up against all odds in the midst of the soul-killing tsunami of contemporary culture. We must encourage this new life wherever it appears. We must give the coming generation the courage to believe in the impossible. That's – which is – Michael D. O'Brien is just on it, you know? Like he gets it.
2: Yeah.
1: But it's like we –
2: I want to live in the woods and write I know.
1: Like we're so scared of silence and we're so – like we've been dominated – by the entertainment culture and it's like we need to think about it as the entertainment culture like there is a whole yeah. force that is moving to try to get us to participate in it and you have to like actively try to not be a part of it or else you're just going to get swept yeah. up Sucked and like in that's too. what he says yeah. like we've been drugged it's like not your fault it's not my fault that we have a hard time paying attention to books it's not our fault that we've like had to build up this habit of being able to read it's just that like
2: It is your fault when you choose not to engage. it's like we have
1: to admit, okay, I've been drugged and now I have to detox before I can, like, start living well. And, like, that detox is painful. And sometimes you have to detox multiple times because you go back to the same Mm -hmm. drug for those hits. And... And reading isn't the only, like, reading is a, is a symptom of a healthy life, not necessarily, like, the defining thing of what it means yeah, to be Yeah, it doesn't lead you a to a healthy life. life, yeah. But, like, the fact, if somebody can pay attention and read for 100 pages uninterrupted without, like, getting antsy, that probably means that they have a lot of peace everywhere else in their life.
2: Hmm.
1: You know, if they don't have to have the TV on, if they don't have to be scrolling through their phone at all hours, if they don't react yeah. with uh, emotion to something that's going on on Facebook or Twitter. If they can just calmly accept everything that's going on, that means that you're like you're sober in like the true sense of the word. That you have sobriety yeah. about you, you see the world as it is, and you see yourself as you are, and you don't have to like Yeah, be dominated by the entertainment culture, which is just whew, gives me the jeebies thinking about it.
2: What and, and we don't even realize the effect that it actually has on us. Like I um I did, so this is one of the most on brand things. My first ever science experience. Experiment when we did like the science fair in third uh-huh. grade, um, and like here's the thing: this should have won. Like this was such, like in terms of in terms of what I've been reading in books recently. Like this this science that like I was a little ahead of my a little bit ahead of myself okay. here. I was like I wonder if might my, my my scientific question was: Does television affect our memory? And so I had a control group do nothing for thirty minutes. After, so I had them like read, I had them like read like a a piece of paper they had to like remember things from. Um, I had a control group do nothing for 30 minutes. I had a group play outside for 30 minutes. And then I had um, a group watch an episode of SpongeBob for 30 minutes. And the group that played outside did better than even the people who sat and did nothing because they were thinking so hard they didn't give their brains a break. And then. But the people who are watching SpongeBob did the worst because their brains weren't active at all. They were like reading later, like what was happening. And now, now I know from like actual scientific studies that use cat scans and stuff or MRIs and stuff. Don't imply that um, what you did was but, not. Yeah, actual I was like, science. I was like, I was right. I was right. If you play outside, it's better for you. Um, but yeah, the 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 principle comes from like leisure and reading is a as an act of leisure. It lets your brain process and when you take your mind off of things and when you like when you when you let your when you let your mind be free of input and free of stress for a while then you have like a you have like a more consistent life and television and social media are the exact same thing it's it's bright colors input from a bunch of different voices Um, It's entertaining. It elicits high emotional response. It's very, it feels like you're getting something done, like on a surface level. But in the end, credits roll. It's nothing, which makes television fine to an extent. But social media is that forever. You can always find something. I mean, we always, we find ourselves doing this where we're like, if I send out something, I'll get something back. It's a boomerang. It's like, I'm going to tweet. I'm going to comment. I'm going to do something. I'm going to post a picture so that I get feedback. Whether it's anger, whether I want to post a hot take, or whether it's adulation, I want I'm going to post an Instagram picture, right? Like this is this is these are the things that are engineered to make our attention span lower. And I do think, like you said, reading isn't the 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 one way to get to a deep life, like a life well lived. You can read but, and still not be yeah.
1: living well. You can yes, read, you can read a lot and still not be living well.
2: Yes, as evidenced by people who have read a lot and still didn't live good lives. Yeah, um, like
1: uh, Marcus like Aurelius. Oh.
2: I don't know. I don't know who that I is. I was thinking like... Nietzsche? Like, I don't know, like Machiavelli. Machiavelli. You know?
1: How about uh, how about yeah. this guy? Ready for this one? Here it comes. Uh-huh. Thomas Cromwell. I, I don't know. I don't oh, know Oh, yeah, that guy. Is. Martin Luther. Right. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's probably the best example. Yeah. How are we feeling about... Uh, Marcel Lefebvre. Okay, carry on. Okay, okay, <laughs> we're done. Marcel Lefebvre. Lefebvre. Oh, um, um, what was I going to say? I was going to say something that was really pertinent and good. Okay, so I posted a picture of myself and my girlfriend on Instagram. I had to download the app to do it because all the pictures were on my phone. And I did not want to airdrop the photos to my laptop and then post it from my laptop. And so I downloaded the app and I posted the picture. And literally in like two hours all of the the virtue i had built of like not checking social media just dissipated and like every time i touched my phone i was like i wonder who else liked the picture of me and emma who else thinks that we're <laughs> who else thinks that
2: we're cute it is it is addicting because uh statistics show that when you put your girlfriend in a picture you get twice as many yes
1: yeah, as it should be but like I had to, I had to delete it, you know, within a couple of hours because it was like, yeah, it was nice to see what people were saying and like, yeah, the, the comment from Luke where he said, "Don't screw it up." That was pretty funny. <laughs> and I said, "Same to you," but for raising a kid. <laughs> oh geez, <laughs> wow!
2: I feel like I feel hurts. like
1: we're at that place. Um, yeah, I feel like we're there. And I had
2: to get that was like a that was like a Luke way of saying congratulations it, it really to was. him. Yes. You know, you were you were doing right. yeah. Speaking. of language.
1: Um, so it was just it's weird how quickly like I consider myself like actively striving to not be addicted by social media. Like I really feel like I'm trying to do as much as I can to like let that not be a part of my life at all. Like I have all the websites blocked on my phone. I rarely get the, on them on my computer. Like I want to be good at that. But in in the span of literally hours after months of all of that work, I was checking every 5 minutes. Yeah. Every 5 minutes. And it's like, what the heck is wrong with me?
2: Yeah. It was hard. Like, redownloading it for the Bonaventure's book club thing yeah. was tough because yeah. I was, like, going Facebook, Twitter, Insta, Facebook, Twitter, Insta, like, trying to check up and refreshing the Kickstarter over and over again. Like, even just doing something like that, which I knew was temporary, it was so hard. It's really what, hard. What
1: else can we do? Obviously yeah getting rid of social media and taking out, that out of the picture is like huge or at least just take it off your taking phone. it off of oh your phone oh my
2: gosh it's just so much better like yeah this is i know this is a crazy idea um you can have an active instagram and also keep it off your phone here's what you can do uh delete it when you're not using it and then re-download it when you want to use it but i don't have unlimited data i can't download when i'm out good
1: oh too bad <laughs> i have an active instagram yeah. i posted once in the past year shout out shout yeah. out to me um
2: I never post anything on my actual feed. It's so, I always post on my story. Your stories are I funny. I love your stories. Thank you. Yes. I've, I try so the com, hard. The I'm kombucha like, you know what, one was so good. <laughs> I'm going to put it up on a highlight. I, I loved that, that one. So there was another funny one that I did recently. What was it? Oh, I, I had a lot of good ones for the Bonaventures Book Club where I was like, oh, hi, didn't see you there. I was just trying to fit the whole summa in my pocket, which I can't because you haven't supported our Kickstarter. In fact, no one did. You're all dead to me.
1: Oh, gosh.
2: So, <laughs> back to
1: the topic. I want to. Yeah, i wanna, sorry about that. Before we move on to Dr. Ethan and Dating Corps, I want to establish some practicals. Outside of getting rid of social media, outside of reading more books, outside of like getting active and letting your mind work, I think people are in a a crisis of like they want to live well, but they don't know how and they have nobody telling them how to, and they have nobody who wants to do it with them. So even if you're doing it, if you're doing it alone, eventually you're going to run out of steam and you're not going to be able to continue doing it alone. It's going to suck because you're going to be the only person in your group of friends who's trying to do this and you're going to go hang out with your friends and everybody's going to be on their phone. I've been in these situations where it's like everybody's on their phone and you're like trying to have conversation, but like nobody's really that interested and it sucks And so you just end up getting on your phone too, or you end up doing whatever it is that everybody else is doing. It's just like, well, that, what was the point of all this, all this work? If I got to game time and I failed, you know, it's like, what are, what are some other things that people could do practically to like, to facilitate a life of deep thought, to facilitate, facilitate a life where they think about things in a healthy way and they live in a healthy way that's not just read more read more read more because that's just replacing social media consumption with book consumption which is not necessarily book consumption, the yeah. good thing to do
2: yeah i would i would say that i would say that it's different in the sense that with book consumption if you're reading a lot of books and i will defend reading a ton oh of books, yeah um, it's good yeah yeah i'm on i'm on 55 this year Look at you. so i'm on track man I'm trying to get ahead before the wedding week because I don't want to read books you're, while we're you're hiking in Colorado. You're not
1: going to be reading.
2: I'm going to be hiking. Oh
1: yeah, I'm
2: going to be taking a hike. Hey, hey, get it. Oh, shout out to shout out to one of our listeners who who sent me like a bunch. They're from Denver, and she sent me a bunch of like uh here's some things you can do in denver i don't have her email right here but she was like i'm sure you've been getting a bunch of emails no, no i haven't been thank you so much no one sends us Nobody, emails because they people they, think they, that they, way more people I, send us
1: stuff than we actually do just because we it's so we funny. don't respond to anything so they just assume that we're really busy what actually is is that we're yeah. really lazy
2: <laughs> we just don't you. guys you're thinking of real podcasts this is this is, this is a ding dong podcast that you want to send this is a ding
1: dong podcast
2: oh yeah yeah, yeah 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 you're thinking of you're thinking of mad fred if you try to email him you might get an email i think you might actually but it's he like he's got a lot of emails
1: someone who's hired to do that
2: yeah yeah we don't got people it's just us we'll send you an email like here's the thing if we if we were at that weird little halfway point where we're we're just people we don't have enough money to hire someone but we have a lot of listeners maybe then we'd say cut off the emails but don't cut off the emails don't cut off the emails anyway sorry i was i was gonna i was gonna give you pr- practical advice Um, one of the practical advice things is just read more. Um, you are going to need to section off parts of your day to read. Um, but it's not like I'm going to read for an hour and I need a curriculum. I need to like get the perfect book. Um, but reading is different than social media because it teaches your brain. It's like doing push-ups. It teaches your brain how to focus on something because we have this misconception of how our brains work. Our brains don't get tired and need to turn off at the end of the day, right? Um, brains couldn't do that uh, before television, right? We're like, Oh, I just need to drop my brain and watch some Netflix and scroll on Instagram. No, that's not it at all. Um, what you need, what your brain craves is it craves differentness. It craves novelty, right? It craves, uh, uh, something different. So like if you're tired at the end of the day, like you've been thinking about work all day, read a book that has nothing to do with work. Your brain will be rested by that. Right? So, um, the, that's like, that's like the practical tip, but if that's too much, if that's too much right away, I would say that A practical tip that i've i've heard um from from cal newport's recent podcast and he talked about this in his book deep work intentional boredom uh let yourself be bored because we have a pavlovian connection between boredom and stimulus our brains go i'm bored and our hands go whoop out the pocket here we go i'm gonna scroll for something i'm gonna check the weather app because it's literally the only thing left right Um, so we have, when, when you're, when you're bored and you pick up your phone, every time you do that, you train your brain to think, Oh, boredom. Sweet. We're going to get something new. So train your brain, be like, okay, I'm going to do one thing today. Like I'm going to go downstairs and make another cup of coffee and I'm not going to bring my phone with me. And while I'm waiting for the cup of coffee, I'm just going to chill. Maybe I'll do pushups, you know, like it's just intentional boredom. I'm going to take out the trash. I'm not going to listen to a podcast while I do it. Someone who's listening to this podcast right now, was sitting in bed and didn't get out of bed until they turned on our podcast. That happens. I do that all the time. I'm like, I, what am, what podcast am I gonna listen to while I get ready? You know, don't don't listen to anything. Just be bored. Let your brain be bored. That's step one you
1: need to in general um, step two is unplug from the nearly universal dominance of commercial entertainment culture, which includes our podcast. Unplug Yeah,
2: and it's it's like like our podcast is long form in a sense. It's becoming less long form because we're not talking about one topic for the yeah. entire time. Um, but it's still, it's still input from other minds. You need, your brain just needs to be alone sometimes and just chill, you know? And then step two is read more. It teaches your brain how to gather complex thoughts in one sitting, which will lead to the next step, which is called deliberate thought. So first we have step one, intentional boredom, which helps you read more because you can sit still reading helps you helps your brain construct complicated thoughts together which leads you to the next part, which is called deliberate thought. And that's when you're working through a problem. Maybe you want to figure out like whether or not you want to get engaged, right? You're trying to work through a specific, you, want, you, want, you and your brain want to find a specific answer to a problem. Take a walk. Don't sit on the couch and do it. Take a walk and focus on the problem at hand. Maybe you want to figure out like what um, youth night you want to do. Like what topic do you want to talk about with your kids and what would you talk about? Um, in my, in my case, I take a walk and I work through it. And then if my, if I'm thinking, if I've all of a sudden start thinking about a TV show I want to watch later, I just guide my brain back and focus on the topic at hand and I focus on it until I'm done. And that teaches your brain how to do the next step, which is called a Roosevelt minute. And the reason not a Roosevelt minute, um, yeah, Roosevelt minute works, but, uh, it's named after Teddy Roosevelt and it's uh, something that he used to do when he was studying, he used to read a book a day while he was president. While oh, he was the president of, of the United that's States. That's a lot of reading. I know. You know what was going on during the Roosevelt administration? Yeah, a we lot. we were
1: taking over uh, indigenous tribes and nations all throughout the yeah, Pacific. Yeah, we
2: were. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. He was, parking, he was parking big old boats off the coast of sovereign nations and saying, Give us your stuff. He was speaking softly yeah.
1: and carrying a large tome that he would read from every day.
2: he was he was great in the national parks anyway um when he was studying he when he was in when he was in school he would study intensely he would be like okay for for 20 minutes i'm just gonna focus on this book i'm gonna get as i'm gonna literally nothing else is gonna matter to me i'm going to drain everything i can out of this book i'm gonna try to get as far as i can and um this is where it's a little bit of a challenge. Set a timer for 20 minutes and focus on one thing, like a book or a problem or something. And if you get distracted at all, stop and say that didn't count and take a break and come back later. That's that that deliberate thought, you can be you can have a little mercy on yourself, but this is where the rubber hits the road. And like that is that is intentional. That's like that's like training for a marathon. But start with the intentional boredom because that's like doing your daily push-ups. That's just your baseline fitness level. Reading is like, you know, running every so often. And then deliberate thought is like, you know, lifting weights. It's, it's tough and it's okay if you mess up a little bit. But the Roosevelt Minute is like actually what you're training to do. Um, if, you can, if, you can, if you can push your brain to its limit. I mean, we don't know what our brains can do because we've given over control of our brains to Silicon Valley. Bradley Cooper
1: has this pill that you can take that expands (laughs) your brain unless you use 100% of it. We only use 10% of our brains.
2: Yes, we do.
1: And if you're a liberal, you only use 3% of your brain.
2: That's patreon.com slash (laughs) thecrunch.
1: I'm sorry. It had to happen.
2: I think I've seen that meme right next to the guy that goes, I just want a grill for (laughs) God's sake.
1: I think those are very good tips, Patrick. I can we exchange the part par- the portion of the show where you give uh, advice, and we switch to the portion of the show where I give advice.
2: Absolutely. So I have a little update uh, from Doctor. Yes. DGN Corner. Last yes. week, I mentioned I mentioned that uh, I wasn't sure if someone's name was fake or not because I wanted to use it. If it was, but if it wasn't, I didn't want to use it. Um we got a we got our first dating quarter from a fella named Eliezar. Oh. El Eliazar he he heard my he heard my query and he responded addendum. These are all fake names pulled from the Old Testament. I even made a fake email to send this question. Wow. All three people in this email are loyal crunchers. Wow. And they are and we're all very good friends. This is great. It would create an uncomfortable situation if either of them Bonus knew. points if everybody figured it out. I even used a <laughs> I even used a text filter to change my writing style. Quote, commit to the bitter quit, as it is said, probably That's by us. With, with gratitude, your boy, Eliezer. Wow, a text filter? I know.
1: Okay. I know. All right, well, this so, seems to be important. Anyway,
2: we're about to ruin these three people's yeah. lives. All right, so. Let me hear it. Shout out to our fellow, shout out to our crunchers, uh, Eliezer, Azuba, and Ephrath.
1: Golly. All right, Hezekiah, All take right. it away.
2: My name is Eliezer, man, 21 years old. I've been dating Azuba, holy and beautiful woman, 21 years old, for about a year and a half. We're happy together, and we lead each other to God. We pray about getting married. The problem is, oh, I haven't read this. For several years, I've had a crush on FF, Oh no! A very holy and beautiful woman, 21 years old. And recently, these feelings have become very strong. For context, Ephrath and I have been close friends for longer than Azuba and I, so I feel comfortable to share a lot with Ephrath, oh. And in the past, I even asked her for relationship no. advice. Oh,
1: no. Lea's you screwed up, man. Wrong. Oh, you did the bad you were things. you emotionally unchaste. You did the worst things that you could do. This is pretty standard. I would probably for an old have asked guy.
2: out Ephrath if she was single when I started dating Azuba, and now Ephrath is single. Oh, I feel like I'm gonna. These throw are really oh, good things okay. to say out
1: loud, I guess.
2: How do you deal with having crushes while in a serious relationship and discerning marriage? Okay. Oh
1: boy! All right, you came to the right place, you ding dong.
2: I have really, I have really bad news.
1: I got some meat sweats. Yeah, let's say it at the same time. Ready? Three, two, one. You have to break this up with your girlfriend. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah you gotta take this a break. is not like,
1: good this is so a lot of our questions are cute and fun on this podcast it's like i accidentally took a girl yeah. on a first date to the sonic movie Ha! <laughs> like that's really cool and we love that <laughs> but this is yeah. like bad this is not good
2: i also have other bad news dude she figured it out when we read oh yeah she
1: she the, totally knows should we air this she We're knows this. yeah all right
2: like she knows oh, that you like this dude. girl. I th- I guarantee dude. it. And she's been worried about this right up until this podcast. And she's texting. Uh,
1: hopefully she's not texting. Hopefully she's calling you or maybe you're listening. Maybe oh, they're-
2: yeah. Hopefully she's not listening to this part of the episode. and she's Maybe too- they're
1: together in oh, the car gosh. and it's going on right now. And he's just like sweating. <laughs> Oh God! And it's that like looking looking so look over this girl. I, I really
2: gotta read these things. And before. She's like,
1: he's like, wow, well, thank goodness this isn't about us, right? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I'm gonna talk to Ephrath later. Do you want to come? Um, okay. Yeah. So hold on. Who's corner is this? Please let me give advice.
2: I just I know it hurts. I'm sorry. But this is not on. your corner. I am gonna mute myself and just listen thank to you, you. talking.
1: I've been trying to give advice corner. for 20 minutes. You keep going talking about how bad it is. Uh, okay. So buddy. (laughs) There's a couple of thoughts that come to mind here. The first thought is you cannot discern two things at once. It's impossible. You can't do it. You cannot be seriously considering marriage and also the priesthood, right? One has to win out of the other and you have to pick that and pursue that thing independently. It's why seminarians don't date, you know, just in general. It's, it's, it's a good practice, right? And it's usually why, uh, Engagement don't also apply to seminary while they're engaged. Yeah, like it's just you only. <laughs> yeah. It's just you stick. You pick one lane. It's a one lane exit off of the 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 options highway onto a. I've chosen yes. this path express turnpike. Like that's kind of and if
2: it's the wrong one, God will bring exactly.
1: You back, you know? And so you are in a situation and I'm saying this with the utmost sin- sincerity and seriousness in my voice, because I care about your soul and I care about the souls of the other two people. I don't want anybody to get hurt. Yeah. I don't want anyone to sin. I don't want anything bad to happen. You, If you like this other woman to the point where it is making you question your relationship currently with the woman that you claim to be discerning marriage with, then you are not ready to be discerning marriage with any one particular woman. If yeah. you have something that is pulling you in another direction, like if you're if you're discerning marriage, it's okay to like be to be unsure, right? That's fine, right? That's the whole yeah. point of of discernment is to date, love each other more, learn how to love, learn what marriage actually is, and learn what that sacrifice is as you grow in your relationship. Those things will become more clear, and it's okay if you're unsure because it's the rest of your life. It's okay to like take some time, you know. And so, yeah, it's totally valid that Azubah or whatever, like you're unsure if she is supposed to be your wife. Pray about that. Take some time with that. But you cannot also be considering whether or not this other girl is supposed – if you're saying the thing like, oh, if she was single, like if you're even saying that out loud, if that's even a thought in your brain, if she was single before I started dating this girl, I would have asked her out instead then you are not ready to discern marriage. You're not ready to be in a serious, committed dating relationship. You're not ready to date anybody. You need to break up with everybody and go figure out what the heck you're doing because you're going to ruin this girl's life. You're going to ruin both these girls' lives. I'm really concerned. That's all I have to say.
2: Yeah. The problem is for several years years, uh, I have had a crush on FRAF. And you've been dating this girl for what, a year and a half? And these feelings have become very strong. Gosh, you yeah. can't. But
1: the problem is, dude, you can't date f You can't. No. You can't. So you either have to let that go and trust that God has a plan with those feelings. Because if you try to chase the feeling, if you try to chase that crush, it's going to be bad. It's not going to go well.
2: Oh, yeah. Maintaining this relationship and continuing what you're doing is a one-way ticket to adultery in the yes. future. Yes, Not even. And you've already. Like, yeah. Here's the thing. Oh, when Gosh, go ahead. When you like someone and then that doesn't work out and then you start dating someone else, that first person is no longer a friendship option because you have already – you've already crossed the point of no return. It sucks, right? We all say it when we break up with someone. Let's either either Yeah, and like I did it. We all do it. In the back of my head, I was like, this yeah, is we're, we're but I talk. still believed yeah. it. I was like, no, 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 it's totally, we're totally going to still be friends. And like, it's fine. We'll be friendly. And, but like. We're not going to be friends. Yeah. But like, that's the thing. Even the girls that I, even the girls that I had crushes on, not friends with them anymore. Even though we never formally broke up. Because you can't be, you can't also, the other thing is you that, sorry, that's one thing. Is like, you should, you should leave behind, let the, let it be closed. Like, let that door be closed and move on. Because it's just healthy for you to like commit to a new, uh, the, the next person, but also don't ask for relationships. from advice a girl, from a woman when you're dating someone. This is especially a girl that you like. if you like that girl in the past. Ugh. Listen, I'm sorry. You made all the mistakes. It's okay. It's okay to make it's mistakes. It's okay to make mistakes. You're a good this, person. This will be fine. Please, please know that you're a good person. We it's love just, you. I'm glad that you're learning this when you're 21 and not Yeah. 25. Like that's that's the thing. Is like looking. What happens is you've. You've you've crossed a boundary and it's a hard one to cross because it's hard to come back from it. Because you've shared an intimate part of yourself with someone and you don't know your own motivations. Like part of your motivations probably were, if I'm if I'm if I am garnering correctly, part of your motivations were a little bit emotional manipulation. Like I want affirmation. I'm having I need relationship advice. You know, that relationship advice you're looking for is never, you know, um, Oh, how great is my girlfriend? You know, the relationship advice you're looking for is: we just had a fight. I need someone will to we, tell me that will I'm. A you good make person. me
1: feel good, please.
2: Yeah, it's like you you look for emotional validation. You went to a woman to do it. Like I, that's 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 what emotional unchastity is. And it's it's not yeah, it's really not good. And um, yeah, I don't think I I feel bad because I don't think you've realized how bad this. I is. I hope
1: is. Our, our urgency is is helping helping you realize that. The, the precariousness of your situation, not that yeah, it, not, not that it can't be upset. fixed, not that it can't be solved, not that yeah. you can't end up. You might marry as, and, a it, might, and it, it might it might be a great yeah. marriage. But yes. as it stands right now, you are you are in some dangerous waters, son. Patrick, can I ask you a question?
2: Yeah.
1: Um. Other than Phoebe, who is your best girlfriend?
2: Best yeah. female friend. Probably, um. Right, Teresa. Okay, I can I can. I can say Teresa. Mariel listens to the podcast. Sure. So I'm going to say either Teresa or Mariel. But in recent, in recent recency. Okay. Was so
1: how, yeah. how often would you say that you talk to, to her about just life?
2: About life in yeah. general? Um, maybe like once every month, other month. When, when school is in session, it's yeah. often, more often sure. than not. And usually Phoebe's right, there too. because
1: you see each other. And Phoebe's friends with her too. So that makes yeah. a lot of sense. That makes right. it easier. So yeah. my, my best friend, other than Emma, who's a female, I got a lot of dude best friends cuz that's proper and good and I go to them a lot for relationship advice.
2: Yeah, I mostly talk to I my dude I mostly talk friends. to my
1: dude friends. Um is I'll probably say Tracy, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But I talk to Tracy once Yeah, similar, once every like 2 or 3 months. And we catch up and it's great. Yeah. It's not that the friendship is any less and it's not that I trust her any less and it's not even that I don't even I like I still sometimes seek her advice because she has been in relationships and we have shared a lot of life together and she has been in situations. It's like, what did you do when this? Cause she dated someone, you know, that was at a distance from her. And like, it just, mm-hmm. you value that, but it's not, I don't go to it except maybe it comes up in conversation and it's like, Oh yeah. Well, what about this? But it's never like a, I'm seeking emotional security from it because it's impossible to do that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. it
1: it just is unfathomable in my mind that I would go to anybody other than my girlfriend for those kinds of things. And I'm not trying to say this because, Oh, Hey, Lea's army and Patrick are better than you, but I'm just trying to like give you a mindset of like, Hey, we try to cultivate a life where it's like, yeah, not that we're edging women out of our lives, but it's like even our best, best of female friends. We only talk to once in a great while. And yeah, maybe we talk about our lives and like, we feel comfortable with that. But Mm -hmm. I tell Emma everything that I tell Tracy, like there's nothing that yeah. there's nothing that I talk to Tracy yeah. about that I don't tell Emma about, you know. And there's nothing that yeah, that's yeah. and that's something that
2: like I would assume that's the same something that you. I've learned as we get closer to marriage is that like there's a sacred bond there that like there honestly at this point like when I was mm-hmm. younger my mom knew everything about me sure my mom now does not know everything yes. about me because that's what happens when you grow up first of all but like when when Phoebe when I get upset when I'm upset with Phoebe. Which happens mm-hmm. normal, um, yeah. I talked to um, and I, okay, right. I want to say right now, right now I'm not talking to to Eliasar because I don't actually know what uh, relationship advice he went to. Yeah, it's hard uh, to say.
1: Uh, we also floor. don't know how frequent it is. We also don't. There's a lot of things we don't know. Yeah, we're just taking the a lot, of variables, a lot, of a lot variables. Lot variables. But let's be safe, huh?
2: We're gonna get a follow up on this question. So. Um, if you follow up, you can let us know whether or not you want us to talk about it on the show. Anyway, um, I've noticed I've noticed that like. When when we get into fights, I feel uncomfortable talking about our fights yeah. to other yes. women. I feel like I can talk to my dad. Mm-hmm. I feel like I can talk to you. I feel like I can talk to my friend Nino and my brothers or anyone. But when I talk to another woman, even one that I'm related yeah. to, it feels like I'm betraying my trust yeah. with Phoebe, right? It's because like she's the woman in my life now. She is the complement to my manness. And so that's like that's sacred, right? And and especially to be closer to marriage, it's like sharing sharing parts of our intimate life together with other people, is is something that is that is uh, should be done sparingly. And when you ask someone, when you allow another woman that you've had feelings for to enter into that sacred, that's like two problems, right? Like you're talking to you're talking to a girl about your girl. And then you're allowing her to enter into that intimacy by knowing things about you that no one else does. And I will say that when we were starting out dating, because Teresa was friends with me and friends with Phoebe, because like they're, they're like inseparable. I don't know if you know this, but they're like sisters. Yeah. So she knew a lot about our relationship now as we've, as Phoebe and I have gotten closer and Mm -hmm. closer, like preparing for marriage, she doesn't anymore. And that's fine. Um, that's good. But yeah, so that, that's what I'm saying. Like that, that's, that's, the, that's what the, that's what you're looking for, Eliezer, is you're looking for exclusivity in the future. And you need to prepare for that and not let anything prevent exclusivity because you've already kind of transgressed against that exclusivity. Because you, it's like you've opened the door, you know, and so now stuff can get in. And it's not it's not yeah. healthy. You need so, yeah.
1: to, as they say, commit to the bit, and either date this woman and not talk to other women, yeah. or break up with her.
2: That's yeah. How would you deal with having crushes while in a serious relationship and discerning marriage? I wouldn't. I wouldn't, I wouldn't
1: do that. I, I would wouldn't. either cut that friend yeah. out of my life or break up with my girlfriend.
2: I think I think you're uh, I think you're um, rationalizing yeah. it, bro. Like you're saying, I oh I, I'm just having like this crush, you know? Don't call it a crush. You've call liked it what this it girl is for
1: several years, lusting after a woman several in your heart, years, bro.
2: Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. Don't minimize this. Is this. Not good. Have a conversation the, with a priest, and then with this is yeah, the worst question confession. we've ever gotten. Uh, yeah, that's it's, not true. This is I mean, it's not fun. Hey, I will say it's not this. Not a fun question. So many guys and so many guys and girls are dealing sure. with this. They have they have someone they liked, but they were in a relationship, so they took this. They took at the time was like the second best option, and now they kind of regret it. They're having like. They're looking back at they're looking back at Sodom and they're like, oh, what would have happened if I do not Oh, no, it? I'm a pillar you know? of salt. What do I do? Yeah. Boom. Um. Anyway. <laughs> so, Eleazar, I'm so sorry. Please don't stop yeah, listening. Yeah, sorry about I that. Guest. I hope you weren't um, in the car with
1: uh, a Beazelbub or at the time of the reading.
2: That's the Prince that's of That's not, not the right term. name. What is it? Azubal? <laughs> it was Azubal. Prince Ali.
1: Yeah.
2: Sounds like Agrabah. Um, okay, so I got this is the one. Okay, here's here's no more questions. Oh, we're like we're at, at, we're at we're an at. hour and a half, dude. No, no, no. We started the uh, the recording at. I understand minutes. that,
1: but I don't want to edit more.
2: Ah, yes, I see. Is, I see. Wow. Let's, well, let's talk about how this podcast is
1: about. Because we meeting.
2: still next week we're gonna talk about. We have the the one from the guy who insulted our podcast and called it a little MP3 yes. recording, and then we have the uh, the person who started with "Hey, howdy, Great. hey."
1: So they're they're coming up. This is another. They're coming up
2: next week on the Crunch.
1: Uh, Patrick, do you have any news re merch store? Yeah. So,
2: um, yeah. So it's it's not right now. What you can do is you can go to the CrunchCast. Oh no no! no, I'm gonna talk about it. So for all I know, it might be launched by the time this podcast comes out, Um, because it's Thursday, and we don't know what could happen. Anything could happen. Um, I sent tracking information for our last shipment of merch to BrandFox, and uh, they're working on our website right now. Um, it's almost up. It looks great uh, so far, so good. Uh, go to thecrunchcast.com, and you can enter your email to get notified when the store launches. So if you're like, I got an email, Patrick, and I want to buy a shirt, just uh, go to thecrunchcast.com, put your email in. We're building up an email list so that you guys don't have to rely on the podcast for information. We can just you know, shoot you a little little email. And, uh, yeah, we're, we're, uh, we're, our new social media is email lists. So, uh, hop on those. Wow. Yeah. The crunchcast.com. Uh, if you want, if you want exclusive first look at if the, uh, if the merch is launches before Sunday, meaning when you're listening to this podcast, cause you all listen right away. Um, our Patreon team will be the first to know. So patreon.com slash the crunch be added to our Facebook group. We have $120 $1 to make up this, this month, so we have $120 to make up this after point. it. Because <laughs> of some minor payroll adjustments. <laughs> we changes. love those. Yeah, and a canceled Kickstarter, so follow
1: uh <laughs> follow me on and follow Patrick at patnevy.blog and also the crunchcast.com.
2: Yo, I I got so this is this is side notes like guys, if you're not giving, if you're not tithing to your parishes, tithe to us. Tithe to your oh. parishes. Like no seriously cuz like I we got an email today from our deacon we're in good shape but like you don't know how much the pocket mm-hmm. change in the basket mm-hmm. does mm-hmm. for the parish. My parish back home they said that they get $10,000 in coins, coins every week coins. from the collection coins. Basket. Could you imagine if your your operating budget had $40,000 a month and you lost coins? that? Um that's what parishes are doing with the right coins, now, you know. Coins. coins that's the thing i am a little disappointed that people are like oh the collection basket here's a nickel but hey they get ten thousand dollars worth so i'm not gonna cough at it but yeah our parish uh it's like it's it's uh, i don't know if i'm allowed to say the number because was in an email but we are pretty public with our money but yeah it's in the thousands wow. right like with the drop in the drop in uh in in tithing is in the thousands so we're parishes are are, are in rough shape all over the country right now so if you're not tithing get on that bad boy coins. um and if you are Patreon.com/slash Patreon.com coins. coins. I can't get over that.
1: <laughs> thousands of dollars in coins. I've never had. I've Tens never had thousands. dollars in coins. I know. Uh,
2: that means that means in coin budget alone, they make five hundred and twenty thousand, half a million dollars in coins every year. In my parish back home. Coins. I did the math right. That was right math.
1: Patrick, do you have anything else for the people? Kadir, or no dear? That is the question. Thank you all for listening. Please pray for us. We will be praying <laughs> for you, and we will see you all next week.
0: It's time to take your body care routine to the next level. Introducing Osea's best-seller body care set, the perfect companion for your summer travels. This four-piece kit transforms dry skin to silky, soft, and glowing. It features travel sizes of Osea's best-selling Andaria Algae body oil and body butter, clinically proven to improve skin elasticity, along with their anti-aging body balm and salts-of-the-earth body scrub. And to top it off, it's packed in a vegan leather bag, making it a must-have for all your summer adventures.